Hello. Brilliant. So this morning, what's going to happen over the next little while is I'm going to... Oh, I'm in the really squeaky area of the baptistry. Hang on. There we go. Um, I'm going to introduce what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks for our series. And then at about quarter past 11, we're going to start our ideas fair. So just to give you a bit of heads up as to what's happening over the next half hour or so. Okay, so this... um, Over the next eight weeks, in the run-up to Easter, we are starting a course called Fruitfulness on the Frontline, which is a book that's written by Mark Green, who is part of the LICC, the London Institute of Contemporary Christianity. I'd really recommend you reading the book as we go through the course. It's quite, it's relatively easy to read. There's also a small group course that goes with it. So if you were looking for things to do in your Pattern or Connect group, that is something that you, you may want to do. So I wonder what you think of when you think of the word fruitful in terms of being a Christian. What is it that you think of? Now, I've got a little example. So, um... About five years ago, I started helping at an after-school club at a local primary school. And we'd go in and we would talk about Christmas and Easter to the children. And we would talk about why it was that Jesus was born, why he lived with us here on earth, why he died for us, and why him coming back to life meant that we could live with God for eternity. Um, And it was It was really great to be able to tell children that both knew Jesus and who didn't know Jesus about who he was. Uh, It was great to be in the school and do that. We had lots of fun with craft and glitter and games and all sorts. But of course, COVID came and that very quickly came to an end. In fact, right in the middle of one of the the courses that we were doing. Um, And it wasn't until just over a week ago that I went back into the school for the first time. But this time, I wasn't doing an after-school club. I literally was just going in to sit with one child who was struggling with communication a bit. And I I went into the class, and it was lovely because I knew some of the other children. And the teacher said to me, gave me some games and things to play, and I just read with him. And she said, afterwards, she said, I've not seen him smile like that for weeks. Thank you for coming in. And I didn't do anything special. I did literally just play games and do some reading. Um, But which one of those things is more fruitful? Both of them are fruitful, aren't they? It's fruitful to tell people about Jesus and to give them truth. And it's also fruitful to minister grace and love through what we do. These things are both fruitful. And over the course of the next few weeks, that's what we're going to be thinking about, expanding our view of what fruitfulness is. Because I don't know about you, you might know in your head that it's more than this, but often I felt the pressure that being a fruitful Christian either means be fruitful and multiply, and so therefore have many children, or maybe many Christian ministries, or maybe many Christian ministries, um, or it means to tell people about Jesus. And those things are good. They are absolutely good. But there is more fruit than just one kind of fruit. It's a good fruit, an orange. 
that there's more kind of fruit than just one. And that is what we're going to be thinking about. So we're going to be, over the next few weeks, looking at modeling godly character, making good work, ministering grace and love, molding the culture that we're in, being a mouthpiece for truth and justice, and of course, being a messenger of the gospel. There are many ways that we can be fruitful. Today, I'm going to take a step back from from this and let us have a look at what is God's mission? What are we aiming for in our fruitfulness? What, What does he want to happen here on earth? So I'm going to read from 1 Colossians. If you've got your Bible, I'm going to be reading from 1 Colossians 15 to 20. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and he made the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything, for God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace on earth in he made uh, he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. You see the word everything there a few times. So everything was created by God. We know that <laughs> that God made the sunflowers and the broccoli and the rivers and people and he made teachers and food and art and music. He made everything. There's a good Ren Collective song about that. God made everything. And not only did he make everything and it was all created by him, everything was created for God. So everything has the possibility of worshipping God, of glorifying God. So it says in Luke 19, doesn't it, that if we stopped crying out in praise, then the rocks would cry out in praise. And everything has the potential to come into alignment with God and his kingdom and to worship him. So the workplace has the possibility of coming into alignment with God's kingdom. So does running, the outdoors, arts, children and youth... It all has the possibility of coming into alignment with God and his kingdom. In verse 19 and 20, it says, For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace on earth with everything in heaven on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Jesus died for all of us so that we can know him. And that is really important that we know that. And it is absolutely the pinnacle and key to our faith. 
but also he wants everything that he created to be part of his kingdom. That's his desire. He must love the things that created, that he created. And that is, in a general sense, God's mission. And that's what we say in the Lord's Prayer, isn't it? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what God wants to see. He wants to see all things made right. So what does that, what does that mean to us? There's, you could go a lot deeper into that. But what does that mean to us today? Well, he wants us to partner with him in helping see that happen. Yes, Jesus died for us. And yes, that means that we can live with him forever. But there is more to our life than just simply a ticket into heaven. There is more to what we're doing here. There is purpose for our lives here because we're God's partners and he wants to talk to us and use us in order to bring everything back to him. That's his hope. Um, Okay, so let's read from Genesis 1, 27 to 28. So God created human beings in his own image In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So here I've highlighted the word image and the word reign. So The word image in Hebrew is, I hope I get the pronunciation right, selem. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is equivalent to idol or statue. So God has made us to be like his idol or statue here. Now that might have odd connotations for you, but think in these times there would be gods that they couldn't see, invisible gods. And so they're talking about, they would have had in their image, there would have been statues. And so it's saying here, we are made in God's image. We are the representation of an invisible God. Everyone here, we are the visible representation of an invisible God. We are made in his image. And on top of that, it also says here that we are to rule or reign. The word is radar in Hebrew. It's a king's language, a kingly language of ruling and reigning. So if we put those two things together, we are God's representation here on earth and we are to rule over everything, even the animals that scurry along the ground. We're to rule and reign. Now, um, John Mark Comer talks about quite a lot of this in his book, Garden City. So if you wanted to read more on that, I'd recommend that book. We are to actively partner with God in taking the world somewhere. So let's have some examples of this. Um, So I've got an older sister, and when she was 13, she was given a prophetic word about being a healer. And she, people asked her and said, what do you think that means? Do you think that means that you're going to pray for people and you're going to see miraculous healings? And she said, 
no, I actually think that God wants me to be a doctor. And now she is. She, she's a GP in a more deprived area in the Midlands. And she is modeling godly character, making good work, ministering grace and love, molding culture, being a mouthpiece for truth and justice. Or what about if we look a little bit closer to home, David and Anna? The things that you have shared this week. If you haven't listened to David's TED talk, then listen to it about compassion, about your drive to have compassion for the young children in Southampton and the way that you have shaped and molded a culture over the last 30 years, the way that you have started to bring into alignment some of God's kingdom here in Southampton, um, the way that you've listened to him. I'm sorry, I don't want to make you cry. Do you mind if I read something that you wrote? It's okay. From a Christian perspective, sorry, just to clarify, Dave and Anna have many, ha, had many nurseries in um, Southampton and they've built that up over the last 30 years. And he, he writes, from a Christian perspective, we look back and attest to God's grace and guiding hand in all that has happened. It has been his work to bless the city, to provide employment, to love, develop, safeguard and protect children to give us opportunities to be a voice for Southampton, the nations and to the nations, to walk with us through many challenges and to provide for us. It's been his work. And, um, sorry, I'm shaking now. Um, God wants to partner with us and it's his work that he's doing and he uses us to bring things into alignment to his kingdom. So I wonder where it is that you are at, where it is that you feel that God is nudging you, what's on your heart and what pulls you, what do you feel like God is speaking to you, what are you good at, what brings you life? Just yesterday, Ben uh, went to a dad's Lego morning at the chemist, so Vineyard Church, they love Lego, they love dads, they love bacon sandwiches, so they just opened up the old chemist. Uh, to invite people in. They thought about what brought them life and they're bringing people into that. So we can partner with God in his mission. And over the next few weeks, when we're talking about fruitfulness on the front line, this is what we're talking about, fruitfulness being, seeing God's kingdom come as it is on heaven, on earth. I wonder if you change that line um, on in your workplace as in heaven, in the families of Southampton as in heaven, in the children and young people as in heaven. That's what we want to see. So that's what we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray and then I'm going to explain what that means for what we're doing for the rest of this morning. Father, I thank you so much that you have chosen us to partner with you to see your kingdom come on earth. That in every area of our, of our lives and our world, you want to see that brought back under your kingdom. And we pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done in 
and I'll leave a moment for you to think about what that could be for you. As in heaven. Father, we want to be fruitful for you. And Lord, I pray that you would teach us what that means in the places that we are, in the places that we, that we live and inhabit. I pray for that over the next few weeks, we would start to hear from you about what you're saying, about what you're calling us to, about where you're nudging us. We want to partner with you and we want to say yes to you. Amen.